welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well to everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. And if that is still not the case with some of us, those that feel like they just could not find it in their hearts to love all God's children for whatever the reasons, or those that just choose not to do so, understand that love is life and is the law of the universe. And our loving energy is not only a benefit to others when we share it sincerely and radiate it throughout the atmosphere, but there is an expansion of consciousness and an elevation in vibration that takes place within our individual beings when we are extending sincere love to others. And the more we allow love to lead in our dealings with ourselves and one another in our thoughts, words, actions, and feelings and begin to call forth the love of our mighty I Am Presence, the broader the expansion and greater the elevation for the individual and for all humanity. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you, continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, Ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own, 
But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hate you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you, if they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hate me hate my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin, but now have they both seen, and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. John 15 Chapter 5 In their immoderate desire to find evidence for the authenticity of the New Testament, the best men, the most erudite scholars even among Protestant divines, but too often fall into deplorable traps. We cannot believe that such a learned commentator as Canon Westcott could have left himself in ignorance as to Talmudistic and purely Kabbalistic writings. How then is it that we find him quoting, with such serene assurance as presenting striking analogies to the Gospel of St. John, passages from the work of the pastor of Hermas, which are complete sentences from the Kabbalistic literature. The view which Hermas gives of Christ's nature and work is no less harmonious with apostolic doctrine, and it offers striking analogies to the Gospel of St. John. He, Jesus, is a rock higher than the mountains, able to hold the whole world, ancient, and yet having a new gate. He is older than creation, so that he took counsel with the Father about the creation which he made. No one shall enter in unto him otherwise than by his Son. Now while, as the author of supernatural religion well proves, there is nothing in this which looks like a corroboration of the doctrine taught in the fourth gospel. He omits to state that nearly everything expressed by the pseudo-Hermas in relation to his parabolic conversation with the Lord is a plain quotation, with repeated variations, from the Sohar and other Kabbalistic books. We may as well compare, so as to leave the reader in no difficulty to judge for himself. God, says Hermas, planted the vineyard, that is, he created the people and gave them to his son, and the son, himself cleansed their sins, etc., i.e., the son washed them in his blood, in commemoration of which Christians drink wine at the communion. In the Kabbalah it is shown that the aged of the aged, or long face, plants a vineyard, the latter typifying mankind, and a vine, meaning life. The spirit of King Messiah is, therefore, shown as washing his garments in the vine from above, from the creation of the world. Adam, or Adam is blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood, Nepesh, soul, Leviticus 17. And Adam Kodman is the only begotten. Noah also planted a vineyard, the allegorical hotbed of future humanity. As a consequence of the adoption of the same allegory, we find it reproduced in the Nazarene Codex. Seven vines are procreated, which spring from Iacobar Ziva, and for Ho, or Parcha, Rabbah waters them. Then the blessed will ascend among the creatures of light, they shall see Iavar Zivo, Lord of Life, and the first vine. These Kabbalistic metaphors are thus naturally repeated in the Gospel according to John 15 1, 
I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. In Genesis 49, the dying Jacob is made to say, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, the lion's whelp, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh, Silo, comes. Binding his colt unto the vine, and his ass's colt unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. Shiloh is King Messiah, as well as the Shiloh in Ephraim, which was to be made the capital and the place of the sanctuary. In the Targum of Onkelos, the Babylonian, the words of Jacob read, until the King Messiah shall come. The prophecy has failed in the Christian as well as in the Kabbalistico-Jewish sense. The scepter has departed from Judah, whether the Messiah has already or will come, unless we believe, with the Kabbalists, that Moses was the first Messiah, who transferred his soul to Joshua, Jesus. H.P. Blavatsky Says Hermas, and, in the middle of the plain, he showed me a great white rock, which had risen out of the plain, and the rock was higher than the mountains, rectangular, so as to be able to hold the whole world, but that rock was old, having a gate hewn out of it, and the hewing out of the gate seemed to me to be recent. In the Sohar we find, to forty thousand superior worlds the white of the skull of his head, of the most sacred ancient and absconditus, is extended. When Seir, the first reflection and image of his father, the ancient of the ancient, will, through the mystery of the seventy names of Metatron, descend into Ezira, the third world, he will open a new gate. The spiritus decisorius will cut and divide the garment, Shekinah, into two parts. At the coming of King Messiah, from the sacred cubicle stone of the temple a white light will be arising during forty days. This will expand, until it encloses the whole world. At that time King Messiah will allow himself to be revealed, and will be seen coming out of the gate of the Garden of Odin, Eden. He will be revealed in the land Galil. When he has made satisfaction for the sins of Israel, he will lead them on through a new gate to the seat of judgment. At the gate of the house of life, the throne is prepared for the Lord of Splendor. Further on, the commentator introduces the following quotation, This rock and this gate are the Son of God. How, Lord, I said, is the rock old and the gate new? Listen, he said, and understand, thou ignorant man. The Son of God is older than all of his creation, so that he was a counselor with the Father in his works of creation, and for this he is old. Now, these two assertions are not only purely Kabbalistic, without even so much as a change of expression, but Brahmanical and pagan likewise. Vidi virum excellentum chaili terat conditor natamajorum. I have seen the most excellent, superior, man, who is older by birth than the maker of heaven and earth, says the Kabbalistic Codex. The Eleusinian Dionysus, whose particular name was Iacos, Iaco, Iaho, the god from whom the liberation of souls was expected, was considered older than the Demiurge. At the mysteries of the Ansteria, the Blakes, the Lemni, after the usual baptism by purification of water, the Misty were made to pass through to another door, gate, and one particularly for that purpose, which was called the Gate of Dionysus, and that of the Purified. In the Sohar, the Kabbalists are told that the workmaster, the Demiurge, said to the Lord, Let us make man after our image. In the original text of the first chapter of Genesis, it stands, and the Elohim, translated as the Supreme God, who are the highest gods or powers, said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. In the Vedas, Brahma holds counsel with Parabrahma, as to the best mode to proceed to create the world. H.P. Blavatsky
the I Am Discourses, Volume 16. When you have to explain this I am instruction to people of the outer world who many times do not quite understand what happens when you say the word I am, remind them always that they have been using it constantly down through the ages to say to the rest of the life around them what they are going to manifest. The people of the outer world have used the word I am and have acknowledged manifestation, some good, some not good, and all the time not understanding what happens when they use the word I am. When you say, I am, you are the heart flame from the great central sun at your point in the universe, announcing manifestation that is to come and be sustained. Mankind does it every day but does not realize what the cause and effect are that are produced when that command goes forth. When you awaken in the morning you say, well, I'm going downtown. Well, you're not moving downtown that moment. You are announcing what manifestation you, as the god flame from the great central sun, want to produce an outer action that fulfills your divine plan. And until mankind understands it and stop using it followed by negative conditions, the creation goes on, because thoughts are things, words are things, and feelings are things. Beloved Archangel Michael The angelic hosts are cosmic beings of the sacred fire love, just as much of a being as you are a being. And they handle unlimited power of the sacred fire love's almighty control of manifestation. They are the protection of that which is constructive, and they are power without limit. They also are the protecting power to the powers of nature and forces of the elements. If there were not this protecting power of the sacred fire love, you wouldn't have anything manifested in this world, even for a temporary manifestation. So now I want to make you acquainted with the angelic host of the sacred fire, the sacred fire angels that come under my direction that can release power without limit, if mankind will but awaken, and make the call, and accept the presence, and cooperate with those beings, that the divine plan may be fulfilled, and manifest its greater blessings to take mankind forward into the fullness of perfection for eternity, which the ascension is. Now there are limitless legions of the angels of the sacred fire in the lower physical atmosphere of earth, and they guard everything that is constructive, even for a temporary manifestation. And if this were not true, you would not have constructive action in this world. So it is my, not only my desire, but my prerogative and my responsibility to make this clear to the understanding of mankind, that the human beings of this world may awaken to the privilege that life has given each individual to understand about these beings, cooperate with them, and have their blessing and their service to help control conditions in this world, that the divine plan may be fulfilled, that mastery may be expanded through the individual, and the attainment reached into the outer conditions of the physical world so mankind understands the purpose of embodiment here. The masses of the people are asleep as to why they are here, and what is the responsibility that they must carry and face. I am privileged to direct limitless legions of the angels of the sacred fire's cosmic illumination and fiery Christ truth that, I can assure you, will teach anybody and anything, the ascended master's truth of eternity by experience that none can avoid. This is why there are actions and reactions of energy, consciousness, and substance that mankind handles all the time. Therefore, if you care to call forth the love which the sacred fire angels can give, to bring cosmic illumination to your outer intellectual consciousness of what the angels do to help mankind, you not only will understand what they do, but you will cooperate with them so they may render greater service to you, and clothe you in some of their power of sacred fire love that enables you to do what the rest of mankind cannot do. Applause, audience rising. Thank you so much precious ones. Won't you be seated please, and just remain so. 
Beloved Archangel Michael, 